Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. On today's episode, we welcome Brevard County native and coffee connoisseur, Elizabeth Feigley, also known as E.B. E.B. is the owner of River Road Coffee and Popsicles in downtown Cocoa Village. She has endured many trials and frustrations, but she's always clung to the hope that God wasn't done with her. Through a series of events and doors opening in her life, she saw her dream become a reality when her coffee and popsicle shop not only opened, but began to thrive. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to Write It Down. Today on the mic, we have River Road Coffee and Popsicles owner, Elizabeth Feigley. Elizabeth, welcome to Write It Down. Thank you. We got to chat um, a little bit before the show, and we talked about how getting into good conversation, we suck at being surface. (laughs) So, and then you were like, you know, this is the thing I lead with. Okay, tell me your hopes, fears, and dreams. So (laughs) why don't we start with your hopes, fears, and dreams, EB? Let's just drive down. (laughs) Let's just drive down. Um, So what ultimately led you to open this coffee shop in Cocoa Village? I mean, hopes, fears, and dreams. Yes. Um, I, the, I'll try to shorten a really long story, but, um, about five years ago, um, I had felt in my spirit, I was a children's minister, um, at a church up in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. um, and loved it, had an apartment I loved, had friends that I loved, like just was happy with life. I was 24, I think, um, living just a beautiful post-college single girl life Mm -hmm. and, Um, feeling like I was doing what the Lord was telling me to do. And then he started to kind of put in my heart that, uh, to get ready to move. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, sweet, like I had no ties anywhere. So I I started putting out job applications for California. I started going to Europe, Nashville. I was like, all right, Lord, if we're moving, let's cast a wide net. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's, I'll go wherever in Mm -hmm. Nashville and California sound like the most fun. So let's do that. And nothing worked. Um, so I just, I said, okay, God, like I'm pursuing, I trust that this is what I've heard from you. And I have always really just known when God speaks to me, it's just, Mm -hmm. there's, it's, it's like right in the middle of my gut. I just know. Um, And so I just said, all right, clue me in, like (laughs) whenever you're ready, I'm here. Um, and so I ended up going down to Austin, Texas for a weekend um, to volunteer at a conference with a speaker that I really admire and has kind of changed my life, Jenny Allen. Yeah. And um, I was there by myself. I had met the this group of women that I was staying with at a house and didn't know them from anyone. Um, but it was the perfect group of women to kind of travel with me through that weekend because on the first night, the first worship song, the very first like five minutes of the conference, uh, yeah. um, I was just in the back standing and worshiping and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke and he said, you're moving to Merritt Island. And I just <laughs> <laughs> like wrong Elizabeth. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like, just wow. started sobbing because yeah. for me, Merritt Island's my hometown. Um, and it was a really hard story. And I left at 18, just cut it off and was willing to just let it be a huge mess and never return. Sheesh. And literally like told wow. God, Hey, I'll go to China. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I will go literally anywhere else, but Bavard County, please. Yeah. And I thought we were on the same page Yeah, and it turns out we weren't. Um, And so I texted my best friend and my sister and I just said, this is what I feel like the Lord's told me. Will you please pray? Because I'm going to take the weekend and I'm really going to pray. 
And they both said, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. 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 Um, and so I took the weekend and these women who, again, didn't know me from me when I'm sobbing and crying about moving back to my hometown and they're like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, oh, there's so much. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I was expecting his answer to be. And that was really the first time that... I not that my faith was tested because anytime I've gone through something, it's never a matter of I'm leaving God. It's more of just, okay, he's inviting me to figure something else out with him and go deeper. And so I took about two weeks, um, and I went back through and on write it down podcast, I write everything down. (laughs) Yes. Um, I have journals from age 15 and beyond. And so I went back into my journal from the time that I felt the Lord tell me to get ready to move. And I went back and looked at what I was reading and everything just became so clear. And Mm. it was pointing towards moving home. And do I trust God? Am I willing to let him reconcile and redeem a story that I thought was lost and broken and forever just a mess? Mm. And did I trust that he, he had something? And so I, I just took a deep breath and I said, okay. And I said, all right, Lord, if I'm doing this, you better have a real good reason. Yeah, this better be freaking good. Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, there better be a man waiting yeah. for me with some roses. <laughs> At the airport, like, you Yeah, come. like, there, that better be it. But um, so I told, I resigned from my job and kind of shifted my entire life, told my roommate I was moving out, just all of it, called my dad and told him I was moving home. And he's like, oh, my God. I'm like, no, no this is mournful. No, like we need <laughs> this is bring sorrow. out the sackcloth and yeah. ashes. Yeah. Um, and just shifted my life and my independence into dependence because yeah. when I moved back um August of 2015, I moved in with my grandma and I got a job at my old high school, which was never on the plan. You never want to go back to your old high school. Um, And it just, I really felt defeated. I was like, God, like I failed. And it was just like, but the Lord kept saying, no, like you're listening. And this is just what listening is right now Mm. is it looks like loss. And wow, that's good. Oh, it was awful. Um, But the funny part is when I moved back here, I coffee clearly is very important to me. Yeah. Um, and I fell in love with the whole, the whole experience of it in college and yeah. moving back to Bavard County. I knew there was not barely any local coffee shops, if even one at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew Starbucks was the only option. I was like, okay, Lord. And I literally like, I wrote this and I was like, if I'm moving, you have to provide a local coffee shop. Like I'll go, but you have to do your end of the bargain over here. Um, and not thinking it was going to be me that was going to open it, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, you do it. And right about a month before I moved down, a coffee and popsicle shop had opened up in Mississippi where I lived. And I went in and I was just like, Oh wait, this would be a really great idea. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I always knew that I've had just the spark of entrepreneurship and, and I've never really given into it fully. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put this in the back of my mind and like, yeah. see, cause I was like, coffee is great, but popsicles in Florida is genius because genius. we have two days of winter. Yeah, um, it's true. And so I just put that in the back of my mind and moved back here and kind of jumped in with all, all that I had, um, expecting God to be faithful and show up and, that faithfulness looked like uh, about another three years of really hard pain um, and just kind of loss after loss. And I would try and it would fail. 
Um, I lost some really key relationships and had to journey through that pain and hurt. Um, and it all kind of, I call it my worst year, my hardest year. Um, it's an ode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but May, 2017 is really Mm. kind of what began and ended everything. Um, and I had lost a really important relationship to me. Um, and that just started a really hard year where, um, my grandma who had become my really close friend ended up passing away pretty unexpectedly. Things in the family kind of blew up. Um, some of my friends were walking through equally hard things and I'm a, I'm a friend in person who I just want to throw myself at them and like, just come in here and let me love you. Please. (laughs) And I couldn't because I was, I was dead. Like I just felt like a walking corpse and, and I have never been more disappointed in what God had allowed in my entire life. And even just admitting that to him of going, I'm not leaving this relationship with you, but man, you are pretty terrible yeah, to me right now yeah. and just being honest willing to to say mm-hmm. that to him um and what I found over that year was and it literally was like a full year it was May 2017 to June 2018 but what I can see now on the other side of it is God was protecting me from so much and the pain that I was walking through then he knew wouldn't be forever and he was willing to allow me to walk through that temporary pain to avoid, I think, some really long-term pain that could have happened. Yeah. Um, and he stripped away pretty much all of me um, in the kindest way I think he could have. Um, again, not avoiding the pain of it because there were some lessons and there were some things that I had to have rooted out of me. Yeah. Um, but I think that he knew it was on the other side of all of that. Oh, of course. And so I just remember fighting with him. I would yell at him. I um, went into scripture and I found scripture that kind of I resonated with. First Kings 18 and 19, where Elijah, oh um, Jezebel threatens him after God has rained down fire and yeah. has done all of these miracles. And Jezebel comes and says, I'm coming to kill you. And Elijah hightails it out of there and goes into the desert and is under a tree. And he's, and God sends an angel to care for him to feed him, to let him sleep. And then he sends him on his way for a 40 day journey to, I forget which mountain. Um, and he gets to the mountain and God says, why are you here? And he says, God, kill me. Like I'm the only one left. Just, just take me now. Mm. And God says, "Mm, go to sleep. Like here's some bread, go to sleep. And he says again, why are you here? And he says, God, I'm the only one left. Just kill me. Just, just take me now. And God says, he invites him outside of the cave that he was in. Mm. And God sends wind, fire, and an earthquake. And he's the, the presence of the Lord is not in those loud things, those big things, those things that you would think, surely this is where God is. But when those huge, massive things go, he comes out and God is in the whisper mm. and he's in the quiet. And in order to hear a whisper, you have to be close. And that whole story, all of it was so life changing for me because it, it gave me a couple tools to check when I'm walking through something. First, <laughs> have I eaten and do I need to sleep? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, yes. it's like, am I feeling all this because I'm exhausted and I haven't taken care of myself? Yeah. So do that first. Um, and then go get close with God. Go, don't wait for the loud. Don't wait for the flashy. Don't wait for the, the thing that moves and shakes you. But 
but get close and quiet with God so that he can be close enough to whisper. And again, to whisper means he's right there, which I'm going to equate is means he's hugging you and that he's close enough to, to whisper in your ear truth over you. Mm. But you also have to be quiet to hear Hear the whisper. Yeah. And he'll remove things in your life so you can hear him. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you brought that up because I, um, literally just watched a sermon on this of, you know, Elijah and basically like him asking God all these honest and Mm -hmm. real and raw questions. And I'm somebody that like, I'm like you, I'm a big dreamer. I like to see big things Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, I feel like, okay, well, God just doesn't Mm -hmm. care. And it's like, no, maybe God's quieting you right now so he can speak to you. And that, I mean, even just of like leading us into the desert to speak tenderly mm-hmm. to us, you know, and, and thinking about that. And I'm like you as well, where I was like, I will not be caught dead in Brevard County. Yep. You will not see this. Sorry, Brevard Sorry, County. Brevard. <laughs> I love you so much. Like I, now I have this big heart yeah. for Brevard. It's yeah. weird. And like, God's put so many special people in my life that I'm just like, I love these people mm-hmm. so much. But I was that person where it's like, no, when I graduate, I'm going to get married. I'm going to move to a big city. I'm going to be on TV, like watch out. And it was like, God just like literally like wrung me out to dry Mm -hmm. and was just like, nope, I have something else for you. And it's just like, it's so frustrating. But like when you look back, like you said, you're just like, dang, God. Yeah. Wow. I just see his kindness over all of it. (sighs) And it's so, it truly is because of Jesus <laughs> yeah. that like I can even say that because I know and the people that walked closest with me like know that the fact that I can look back over that year and go that was probably the kindest thing God could have ever, ever done, done for me yeah is a testament to just his healing power and yeah. his the way that he does things and he's so good mm-hmm. and um so kind of like segueing into more or less like he closed a lot of doors so many <laughs> so many doors like <laughs> my doors were yeah slammed yeah. shut like i couldn't even just like try to wiggle the mm-hmm. handle to get it open and so now i know when the door shuts in my life it's normally mm-hmm. because god's got this freaking yeah. garage that's about to open yeah. but what was the first door that opened for you for this so possible shop it was in the very middle of that hard year, I had, um, I'd been really sad on a Sunday. Um, and so I was learning to, to practice self-care. I was in counseling at the time and my counselor was really adamant about me taking care of myself because I was so used to just giving everything to everybody Everybody else else. and, and asking for something I needed was like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. how do you, how does one ask for what, what they, they need? need? And you then when you do, you people. feel weird. Yeah. You're like, I'm such a taker. Yeah. It's I'm like, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't. Um, but she was on me to practice that. And so on Sunday I had started, it was about six months into the, that year. And I had started to give myself permission to have a bad day. Um, and give myself some grace when I woke up knowing today's going to be just a heavy emotional day. I'm just going to be sad today. And instead of trying to squelch that sadness down and instead of trying to avoid it or say, I'm not sad, I'm fine. Yeah. I, j- I learned to go, okay, God, you're drawing me closer to you today. I'm going to be sad, but I'm going to take my sadness to you and I'm going to let you work on it. And that meant that I would go and do something for myself or I would go sit by the riverside at Rockledge Drive or I would call one of my friends and just say, hey, I need you to talk to me today. Just tell them truthfully, like I'm having a bad day. So on that Sunday, I had decided to go get a facial because I had a gift card. Mm -hmm. And so I went um, 
into the avenues where massage envy was and i went to go get a facial and i was walking and i looked and i saw that a coffee shop was opening and i was like oh a local coffee shop yeah. lord you have provided yeah, yeah um and i was like okay i'll go go in and then after like i'll go check it out and just get a cup of coffee and it wasn't open yet um and so i walked in and i met the owner by chance and we talked and i asked him i was like are you hiring because being a barista has always just been a dream yeah um and i've tried at that point i tried probably six or seven times to be a barista somewhere and it just never worked and i was like i'm good i'm not giving up yeah yeah. (laughs) like Like, this is a dream i have yeah and um and it just worked out that a couple weeks later i got hired and i started and um got to see that and help open from the very beginning um and i just remember working my very first shift as a barista and it was this overwhelming feeling of there's nothing else i want to do like this combines everything that i love all into one the hospitality of it serving people making coffee talking with people because i get into just really deep conversations serving people coffee yeah, yeah um and it just clicked for me and it was this like in the middle of this desert where i am just dead on my feet basically god provided like the one of my dreams come true just here you go and i was like something's weird about this like i'm used to loss right now god i'm not used to a gift Mm -hmm. um but that kind of started the doors and my head spinning and so i was very honest with the owner and i just said you know i'm here and my dream is to open at that point i'd known my dream was to open a coffee shop for myself and i said so i i want to learn like and that was the advice my dad had given me he's a business owner in the Mm -hmm. area and when i talked to him about this a couple years ago he just said my one piece of advice is go work in the industry for a year go do everything that you can in there from the top to the bottom and figure it out if that's what you want to do before you commit your actual life to it and it was the best advice I got yeah. so I was very honest with the owner I said I'm, I want to be here but my ultimate dream is to open my own shop and are you okay knowing that like knowing that I'm here to observe and gain knowledge. Um, and I will make, I will put everything into your business while I'm here, but my dream is not to stay here. Yeah. And he said, yeah. Um, so thus began about, um, a year and a half. I think I ended up working there and it was, it was great. It showed me what to do, what not to do, how I wanted to do things, how I would, um, serve people just kind of gave me the basic knowledge that I needed. Um, and then in April of 2018, um, my grandma ended up passing away and that kind of shifted everything. And I had taken care of her and had really basically watched her pass away, which was also really inspiring. Um, which is strange to say, but never, she had gone into hospice and, I just remember walking into hospice and she would be there. Um, and I had never felt the presence of angels more in my entire life. Mm. Um, and just had felt the presence of heaven more in my entire life because she was right on death's doorstep. And over the two years that I got to live with her, I watched her 
get to know God. And I watched her develop a relationship with him at 83 years old. Wow. And I got to watch her learn how to pray and talk to him. And, and so I knew, I knew she was going to heaven. And so it was really cool to wow. go sit by her bedside. And as I'm fighting with God about a lot of stuff, she's walking into his presence and it was such a weird paradigm and a weird yeah. thing happening. But yeah. I just, I knew that he was there with her, with me. Um, and when she finally passed, um, we had the funeral and all that stuff. And I ended up finding out that she had put me over her <laughs> state, which at 20, yeah. 28, I think I was, I was like, wow. I'm not an adult. Like, <laughs> I need my parents to sign. Why do I get to do this? But what I see now is it was, again, the Lord just preparing and just setting up another piece of the puzzle. And so um, from that, she had told me that I would get a nice inheritance from her. Um, And she said, go buy a house with it. Go, go settle down with a man and buy a house. And I was like, like, grandma, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's not what I'm yeah yeah um and so i just i sat with it and i said okay god and again it was this huge just all of a sudden like switch flipped and it was god literally dropped in my lap like you can go do your dream like like it was here you go like yeah like there's no reason you you can't and if you never would have moved back home Mm -hmm. you would have never witnessed her coming to the lord developing a relationship Like it was literally like this perfect setup. It was was just these stepping stones that had to happen in the order that they happened for me to, I think, both appreciate the gift, but also that it was a gift. There was absolutely nothing I did to make that happen. It was 1000%. I think God seeing my faithfulness and my willingness to submit to him and what he had planned. Um, even as I'm fighting, fighting with him, I'm submitting to him in that. Um, and he just, cause scripture says like, he's going to reward you. And I think we think that it means, Oh, I get to go to heaven, which yay. Yeah. But it's also, I think there's rewards here, here on earth Amen. for us. I believe and, that. <clears throat> and I did not do any of this to get a reward. I had no guarantee of it. And I remember when it, when my whole year first started, I sat with God and I just said, okay, if sorrow is the thing that I feel for the rest of my life, if, if I don't ever get my hopes and my dreams for the rest of my life, if it is singleness and if it is sorrow and if it's me being alone and if it's me not having the job that I want and if it's not me having the place that I want to live, if, if, if it is me just constantly asking you and hoping you'll provide, I'm in. Like, I, I'm in. You don't have to give me anything else. Yeah. You've I said, already your, given me life, yeah, eternal your life. Your presence and your, your, wow. your walking with me is the gift. Yep. And I, and I very, very honestly just said, I'm in, if sorrow is it for the rest of my life, you have me yeah. and I will faithfully do my best to, mm-hmm. to live out that. Um, and I think I had to come to that place where it was, okay, God, if all I have is you, you are worth it. Amen. And I still, to this day, if everything crumbles, which part of me really expects that all the time. No, that's horrible. Uh, no, it's yeah. just the way I live. I, and that's uh, how I am too. I'm like, when is the yeah, shoe going to drop? But yeah. It still is true. Like I just know in my gut that if, if all I have is Jesus, 
I'm good. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I was just reading um, James one yesterday about like considering it pure joy Mm -hmm. when you go through trials and like at the end of that trial, you produce this endurance and this Mm -hmm. maturity. And then it goes on to say, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to you. But it also says, don't be double minded. Yeah. Don't doubt what you prayed for yeah because that is like being tossed and turned you know by the wind and the waves Mm -hmm. and so i i think about that is like i often what it's like i almost like toss up a prayer request to god and i cross my fingers that it's not too much to ask yeah and and then you know james goes on to say and like james is a brother of jesus like he lived life with jesus (laughs) like he wasn't convinced of jesus's lordship until later in life it wasn't like they were roommates and he was like yeah this guy right Mm -hmm. here like i'm gonna one day get abundant life for my brother yeah you know and so he's talking about this and um he even says like every good and perfect gift is from above and i think about that like because similarly I wanted to be on TV and host a show and like have celebrity interviews. And so when I would get that like email that was like, sorry, we don't have anything Mm -hmm. for you. Or I had all these connections and contacts to be in the TV industry. And I thought I was just going to like spread my wings and fly and be on E, Mm -hmm. you know, E news. Mm -hmm. And God just kept saying no. And I moved back home 2018. And it was like, why do you hate me, God? Mm -hmm. Why, why am I going through all of this? Why am I aching so bad? And it was just like, the Lord was like, just trust me, Mm -hmm. just trust me. And it was like, I would, verbally say i do not want to trust you i'm going to but i don't want to <laughs> but i don't like want to. i yeah. like just gotta be honest with yeah. you god is like that's super hard for me and then it's like when you come to the end of yourself mm-hmm. you see that he didn't put those dreams in your heart to tease you mm-hmm. he doesn't put these desires in your heart to just say mm, yeah, hang tight kid because this is my world yeah it's no, I want to be the one to give you these things, you know, and I, and I can see that with your story. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. I want you to pick up on your story of when you opened the doors of your mm-hmm. coffee shop, what did that look like? I know that it probably took a couple months to actually get there. Mm-hmm. So like, what did that um, surrounding moment so look like? So that also was honestly just like being in a passenger seat and God was driving and I was the entire time thinking like, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I had decided, I talked to all my wise people in my life um, and and I had asked them like, do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think I can't do this? Yes. Hello? Like I'm somebody to tell fail. me not yeah. to, not to go open answer. my own business yeah. at 28. Like yeah. somebody tell yeah, me yeah. no. And everybody that I talked to said, there's probably nobody else we would think could handle this more than you. Um, and I was like, no, <laughs> that's not the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they all just said, go for it. Like, again, why not? Yeah. If you, if you can, I would rather be a person who tries and fails than who just plays it safe and doesn't ever get to see God do incredible miracles. Um, and so I decided in January of 2019 that I would 
pound it, that I would just go and figure it out and find out what to do. Um, and I started looking for a location cause I was like, gotta figure that out yeah. first. Yeah. Um, and I knew I wanted to be in Cocoa village cause I just love Cocoa village. Yeah. I love the, so um, yeah, the yeah. aesthetic of it and just that it's a quaint little hometown place. It's mm-hmm. old town type of feel. Yeah. Um, and the vision in my head fit into that. And so I started looking and I found a place that I was pretty, pretty sure I was going to go with. Um, and there was one day where the location that we're at now was a former, um, like antique re mm-hmm. reupholstered store and they were going out of business. And so I was like, well, I'll go there and look for some furniture for the place that I was about to sign a lease with. Um, and I was like, I'll just go in, I'll go look around and whatnot. And so I, I pull up to the building and I'm walking through and I'd been there before, but I was walking through and all of a sudden I could see just everything. Like I could see the front room and how it is. I could see the countertops for the service area. Mm-hmm. I could see, um, and I'd wanted intentionally to have a kid's area and like a place where if you just needed to go be quiet and do a bunch of work, I could see that area. It had a room that was off and had doors. So there was a conference party room that I could do like, and I literally just saw the entire vision and I went, Oh, this is it. Um, and so I went and talked with the ladies who were there and they're like, you have to call the landlord now. Like he's, he's amazing. He's wonderful. It's not for rent as far as we know, but like call him now. And so I called him and the next day he sent me a lease and I had a friend look at the lease agreement with me. Um, and he said, no, it's a pretty straightforward, good lease. And I called back the landlord and said, I'd like to sign. And I'm like doing this. I'm like, again, you just somebody, right into somebody it. Stopped yeah. Me. yeah. So is somebody supervising yeah, me right hello? now? Yeah. Um, and signed it and I got the keys in February of 2019 and I was like oh okay like there is a location like this is a a physical thing now yeah um and I happened to plan to go on two trips to go see my two best friends one in California one in Ireland so it was like this huge dream of Mm. mine had just come to fruition the the first piece of the puzzle was in and I got to go celebrate it with probably two of the most important people in my life and them having journey with me for 15 20 years at that yeah, time yeah. like we just it was so sweet to get to celebrate with them and then I came back in March and just went to work um figured it out had no idea yeah. what I was actually doing yeah. <laughs> but luckily I had a lot of people that the Lord had again placed in my life and yeah. and the thing about being in Bavard County for this we is um is that I don't think I could have done it anywhere else because I had such a beautiful community come around me yeah. around here I had friends and family friends and people who had known me for years who said how can we help what can we do and they would come paint walls and they would help me take things out and they would help me get furniture and and just seeing my community not only like support me in this but then help me build my dream where they're not getting anything out of this yeah they're just helping me was probably one of the most humbling parts to be loved that well by people Mm. um knowing they weren't getting anything in return Return. they were just in it to to help my dream come true um and so everything just kind of fell into place paperwork licensing furniture shot like everything just happened. Um, and I really did feel like I was in the passenger seat and it was, it was so cool to watch God work, to watch him 
do the fulfillment of it and Jeez, and yeah. i was there signing papers and and like yeah. i was a part of it but, but it wasn't you but it wasn't me striving for it and i think that was oh, really yeah. one of the first times when i have got to witness god saying yes yeah. like one thousand percent holy and fully yes instead of me kind of teetering up and going, is this you, God? Is this not you? And going like, mm, and then it was a no. Like, right. it was the first time that the doors had really fell Long wide open. open. Yeah. Um, and then when I was looking to hire staff and just kind of thinking through all of that, I was praying and because staff can make or break your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said, Lord, send me, send me the people, like send me who you want me to be here. Send me who you want to be a part of this. And and I just have the greatest staff in the world. Yeah. Um, they, wow. they are a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are really like a family there, which is probably one of the sweetest parts of this whole fulfillment because also being a single woman who is about to turn 30 and is not married and does not have kids, I do have that desire for family right. and to mother and, um, and getting to do that in a, I think a different way, a non-traditional way right now is I still think the Lord's gift to me that there's that fulfillment of a desire and it doesn't look the way I thought it would, but it still is the Lord's fulfillment. Right. Right. And it's so sweet to, to have that. that. Yeah. And, and to also look at the fact that like he refined you for this moment to have this coffee shop, to meet these people. And I, and, and you can look back at God's faithfulness and know he's going to do it again. Mm -hmm. So any other desire (laughs) that you have, any other fear you have, any other pitfall you have, you can look back on this mm-hmm. of just like if you were if you would have gotten married at 25 or 26, like you always thought you would. Yeah, you would have you would have never been able to open this yeah. coffee shop. Oh, you would no. have never been able to do the no. things that God wanted you to do. So it doesn't mean he's given you these other desires so that he can, again, taunt mm-hmm. you or tease mm-hmm. you. But it's that same thing of like, you were like, I felt like God was in the in the driver's seat and I was in the passenger seat. I think about that a lot is like he invites us into what he's mm-hmm. doing. We don't have to worry about it. And, and that's the thing, too, is that the Lord doesn't fuss. The Lord doesn't have to toil. The Lord doesn't have to worry. And then he encourages us not to worry. Mm-hmm. He says, come to me, all who are weary mm-hmm. and burdened. I will give you rest. Yep. My yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. Like that, that thought of like, we don't have to try so no. hard. We don't have to like check all our boxes and be like, are we in the clear God? Mm-hmm. Because I'm ready for you to bless mm-hmm. me. We get to say, Lord, I don't freaking know. And I don't want to trust you. And then he's still faithful. Yeah. And I think that's just like the really cool part of like, any sort of earthly relationship can give you a reflection of your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's living, breathing, it's dynamic. I think about the closest relationships I have on this earth. They see my ugly sides. Mm -hmm. They see my sad sides. They see my overjoyed sides. They see me going, Hey, I need you to be there for me. I don't have any great words of wisdom for your life right now. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Come sit on my couch. Yeah. And I think with your popsicle and coffee shop, it is that, okay, come sit on my couch. Yeah. It really, it, it's, that's exactly my intention behind it. And I remember the night before we opened, I laid on the floor and I cried my little eyes out yeah. <laughs> and I just said, God, you bring the people that need this place because mm. in these walls over the, as the four months went that I was doing the build out, um, I, I contended with him still. I thanked him. I praised him. I asked him a lot of questions and I just said, God, this entire last year and a half has just been me 
pushing up against you and you just holding me and hugging me and sending me the people that I could go sit on their couch with. And, mm. and it was you again, setting the stage and opening. And so God, whoever comes into these walls, may they just have the freedom to sit and be a human here, to have a conversation if they need to, to fight with you, if they need to, to ignore you, if they need to, um, but that your presence would be felt here. And this would be a place of community and peace, because I think that's what Jesus is for. He's for people. He, he invited 12 disciples to travel with him for three years and they spent most days and nights together. He's for community. Mm. Um, and he's not for us doing things alone. So no matter where someone's at in their life or walk or whatever they're at, I just want them to know they're not alone. Like they have a place and we happen to do that through coffee and popsicles. Yeah. Um, because I just love coffee and popsicles are yeah. really fun. But it's a place where if you're 89 years old and you want to connect with your grandkid, you can come there. Yeah. If you're a young mom and you need a mom's group, we have mom's groups there all the time. You can come there and know you're not alone. If you're someone who's, we have a ton of realtors that come there and do work there. You're not alone as you hustle and grind. Like right, right. There's, there's just space for you yeah. there. I can't imagine the joy you feel going to work and seeing people have butts in those chairs ordering yeah like it's so it's way beyond just being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. making a paycheck you know having your american dream it supersedes that Mm -hmm. it it, like it's the church it's like literally like what man has distorted for the church to be like the lord is restoring right now he is and and we talked about that a little pre-show just about how with coronavirus and everything kind of just shutting down and people having to be still mm-hmm. like stillness is something we hate. We don't do it. <laughs> oh, I don't do it. Well, especially Americans. Yeah. We don't know how to be still. We know how to work uh, 50 hours a week. We know how to lose our patience in a mm-hmm. drive through line. We know how to microwave our meals and we know mm-hmm. how to send texts to tell people we care about mm-hmm. them. But we don't know anymore what it's like to sit down next to somebody, to sit down in a hard season with someone, to cuss, mm-hmm, to cry, mm-hmm, to pray, mm-hmm, to doubt, all mm-hmm. of these different things. And so I think the space that you're creating, and I hope the space this podcast is creating, is to just let people breathe. Yeah. And to know that he is for you. He is not against you. Mm-hmm. He's not inviting you into this life of rules and regulations and so that he can sit there and be disappointed in you. Yeah. That he's, is not the Lord. Because he's not set us up for failure. But there's, I think, one of the secrets, and I think this is something I, I obviously had to learn, but now I'm so grateful to learn. And as I sit with people now on the other side, and I get to walk with people through their hardest seasons, and I just sit there. I don't mm. try to offer any help or healing. I go, I'll pray. Like, I'm going to pray for you because I believe prayer is the secret to everything. Amen. I think that yeah. is the first line of anything that you can do is you stop and you pray. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to sit with you. I'll give you a cup of coffee and a popsicle and I will sit with you as you cry and as you fight and as you think everything's going to end or this is going to be it forever. But we don't know how to necessarily persevere anymore. We, Mm -mm. we don't know how to let the process of God occur because, because we are so instant. Instant. We have everything at our fingertips. I just ordered something off of Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. Like, like we don't, and any story in scripture, God takes his sweet Sweet. ever loving time. Mother truck in time yeah i was just reading through first samuel um and how david became king and it was 
I think, what, a 15, 16 year process where the anointing happened. The promise was given. Samuel said, you're going to be king. And little 15 year old David or however old he was, then occurs probably 15 years of pain and running from his home, Mm. being on the run, losing his best friend, losing family. Like, like there was so much in between that anointing and promise that was given right off the bat. God said, this is who you are. This is what you're going to be. This is what I'm making you. But then there was 15 years of process Mm. to actually reach to that place where then he got to sit on the throne and have the fulfillment of the anointing and the promise happen. And we don't know how to journey through the 15 years of running and wandering while trusting God through that. Yeah, we we only want the instant. I mean, when I when my hard year started, I was like, all right, I'm in for like two weeks of pain. Yeah. (laughs) And when it got when I sat down around six months, I had a good friend of mine and I told her at the beginning, I said, check on me in six months and see where I'm at. Like, ask me the really hard questions. And if I'm still sad, then we're going to have to have a different conversation. And at six months, she said she checked in with me and I said, I'm still really sad. I am not as healed as I thought I would be. And I think that's okay. I think God's just taking his time on this. Yeah. And at that point, I was willing to occur and endure that time. And it's the same with um, Abraham and Sarah, you Mm -hmm. know, when God was like, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And he took a sweet time. And then what what do they do? And what does everybody do? They took matters into their own hands and they had, you know, Ishmael. And then God finally gave them Isaac. And then what God asked him to do is put him on the altar Mm -hmm. And I think about that a lot with my hopes and my dreams and things that I want in this life is I often feel like when God finally answers my prayer, he asks me to put it on the altar and he goes, okay, let's really see if you trust me. And it's like, you freaking kidding me, you know? And then, but when you do, he can do so much more with that on the altar than he can with it squinched in your hands. And he's not going to take it like, yeah. It may yeah. not stay in your hands forever right. and, and it may, it, something may happen from that. But again, like he's not out to, to trick us or get us no. or make us fail or anything like that. So like I have offered him river road when the pandemic mm-hmm. occurred, I remember mm. I closed the doors and I texted my staff and was like, okay, we're just, we're going to take this one day at a time. And I, I took a deep breath and I said, God, if this is the end, I mean, I really would love to make it one full year in yeah, business. Like, like that'd be great. Yeah, just going to toss uh, that in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, please. And I'm going to trust you. I said, but God, the day before I open the doors and even still now, every single day is yours to ordain this mm. build, this business. Like yeah. you, you tell me when I'm supposed to close it, if ever. And I will. I will, I will listen to your, to your call on this. Yeah. And if you're going to provide and you want us to stay open, Mm-hmm. Just let me know. Yeah. Clue me in. I'm and, here. Yeah. And those feelings of fear and worry and self-doubt and are we going to make it financially? Are we not going to make it financially? All these different things. Those are not feelings of the Lord. No. The Lord's not going like, oh, I really hope I didn't screw this yeah. up for her. <laughs> you know, he's not fidgeting up yeah. there going like, I oh, hope, man, yeah. like I just led her to disaster and I can't wait until she finds mm-hmm. out. Like that is so humanistic thinking mm-hmm. and that's thinking, thinking, mm-hmm. I like to say. And um, I just I, I feel that it, with this where it's like, OK, I'll be like praying for guests or I'll mm-hmm. be praying for something to happen where I'm like, OK, I know it needs to look like this. I know that certain podcasts look like this. I know I need different branding. I know. And you just start to get all these Mm -hmm. checklists in Mm -hmm. your head. But if you really just pause and invite him back in Mm -hmm. to something he's already ordained, you're like, 
Yeah. Like, I really don't need to panic. I don't need to fret. Um, Yeah. So, and I I do want to go also into the name River Road, the meaning behind River Road, why you chose that name. I know this whole story Mm -hmm. of what we've also been talking back and forth of the Lord inviting us in. Your name is not without meeting. It is not. So tell me River Road. So when I had finally decided to open a shop, um, I went through probably 10 to 15 names. I even at one point was on Google saying uh, coffee shop name generator. There's one of those things on <laughs> like there in case anybody generator. needs it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I just was like, I need the name. Like, it's not just, this is not just going to be a coffee shop. Like, I need, I yeah. need the name that I know is, means something. And so I was, um, I was actually in the shower where I do all my best thinking. Yeah. And I was at that afternoon I had gone on Rockledge drive, which I call river road yeah. and I was walking and that over that year was the place that I would go and fight with God and walk. And, and as I'm looking at the, the river and the trees and, and nature and the sun shining, and I'm reminding myself like, okay, if God can make grass grow into the earth, he's going to take care of me. Okay. If this tree can sustain oh, hurricanes yeah. again and again and again, he's going to sustain me. Like I would just remind myself, okay, if these waves stop here, then he's not going to like overpower me. Like he's got an order for everything. So I can be ordered too. Um, and as I would walk, that was just where the dream started to unfold. The prayer started to happen. The healing began. Um, and so I was in the shower and I was washing my hair and I just went river road coffee and popsicles. (laughs) That's it. Cause it was, it's the place that the dream was dreamt. Yeah. And, um, and it, everybody calls Rockless Drive River Road. So yeah. that's also cool that it's kind of a locally known thing. But for me, it was, it's the place where I dreamed it all up. Yeah. And so why would I not name it River no, Road? No, that, well, I love that. Do you foresee, I mean, I know we can't tell the future. We've been sitting here talking about how we can't foretell the future, but do you see this being a replicable like coffee shop in other cities? Like, do you see it becoming that way or do you want it to just stay like, like homegrown, I think a little bit of both. Um, I don't ever want to lose the hometown appeal of it. Um, but one of the things in running a business I have now recognized is how much I love actually running business. I will, I have not actually gotten to work since I opened those doors because I truly love what I do. I I adore being in charge. I yeah. <laughs> I just I love the way you phrase that. I adore. It's like I do. you adore the small child. Yeah. I ad- door being I really do yeah. I I have known from a young age that I God made me a leader and being yeah. a woman in the Christian world is a little finicky these days um and trusting God that that was the call he placed in me yeah those are the giftings he's given me so he was going to do something with those um and mm-hmm. I just I recognize that I really like that and so we are um I'm currently dreaming up the next phase yeah. the next thing um, and ideally I would like to open another, a second location within yeah. Brevard County and then, yeah. you know, kind of go from there. And uh, again, like you I just kind of loosely leave it up to God of like, again, clue me in. Like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I would like to, um, I would like to be able to have a couple locations around and keep that hometown appeal and build a little empire. Cause yeah. why not? That sounds fun. No. But it's really where he leads. And I think right now he's leading towards a second location, but yeah, who knows? Do you feel like you're at a point in your life where like 
the whole hardship and like frustration, all that has kind of let up and you're able to just really enjoy waking up every day doing what you do. Oh, absolutely. So it's not this like you're going home at night crying on your pillowcase like (laughs) journaling because like that's what that's what the dark times look like. Yeah. I mean, there are there are still things I'm hoping for. There are still desires that have not been met. Um, There are still things that I hope God will say yes to. But right now I don't know. And I mean, practically, honestly, looking at turning 30 and being a single woman is not what I wanted. I I would love to have a man walk in and sweep me off off my feet and start to be a wife and a mom eventually down the road. Um, But right now I know that the gift is the season that I'm in yeah. and <laughs> I watch my friends with kids and families. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I have nobody at my house, but me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't want to waste this gift of this season. And yeah. that's really, I try to remain present in that. Of, there are things I'm asking and hoping for, but this is a gift and I want to get as much out of it as I can, which means I want to travel as much as I can. I want to go out to dinner with my friends as much as I can. I want to show up for my people who can't leave their house right now for as much as I can. Like I have the freedom and a little less time constraints on me. And so I want to make sure to use the gift of the season that I'm in. Yeah. Um, Cause it may change unexpectedly and then it will be gone and yeah. I don't want to miss out on anything. I um, just recently read this book. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Heinz feet on high places. Mm-hmm. And it's based off the verse um, from Habakkuk, I think three nineteen, seventeen 17 or 19 um, about how he makes our feet like deer feet, mm-hmm. like sure footed and deer feet have the ability to climb as well, you know, and it was like being sure footed on a mountain. And so this book was this allegory of this girl, named Much Afraid, and she was living in this, like, valley. I think it was the Valley of, like, Despair or something, or the Valley of Humiliation. And long story short, she just felt, like, just bogged down, and that was just going to be her life. And she couldn't fathom being on high places. Like, she could Mm -hmm. see it from her window, but she couldn't fathom being up there. And then it's about how the good shepherd comes alongside and makes her grip her two companions. And it was sorrow and suffering. Mm -hmm. And he's like, don't let go of them. Mm -hmm. Do not let go of them. And so um, the, the sorrow and suffering lead much afraid up this mountain. And all of a sudden she comes into contact with all of her distant cousins, like pride and loneliness and fear. Mm -hmm. And it was like all of these like, and bitterness and that finally all of those got rid. And then besides pride and um, pride fell off the cliff and the good shepherd told her, this is the day your pride fell. And so she's on this journey up this mountain. She gets her hind feet and she stays in these high places. And he's like, now that you have these feet, you can always come up here mm-hmm. because you have them. Mm-hmm. You went through the journey to get these, these feet that'll get you up the mountain, but I'm sending you back down the mountain to bring people mm-hmm. up with you. And I think about that a lot and just the dream that I have with this podcast and the dream that you have going on in Brevard County with River Road Coffee and Popsicles. And I just can't help but think that he has made our feet so sure on his promises so that now we can go collect those that yep. need this experience as well. And and I think about that a lot of like, even if God, even if, like you mm-hmm. said in the beginning, if you don't come through in this area of life like I trust you I know you're good I know that you're eternally good and Mm -hmm. what man intends for evil Mm -hmm. God intends for good Mm -hmm. and I see that threaded throughout your entire story with this shop and so I guess my encouragement to you before we get to rapid fire questions and like end on the 
funny note, but also get to your write it down. It's like, I want to encourage you that like what made me reach out to you is because I can see what he's doing in your life, even just through social media, through the posts you put on your personal page of your journal entries and your raw um, honesty up there and people going to your shop and tagging it in there. And I'm like, I know her. Like I (laughs) went to the same school as her. Like she's in like this distant circle of mine Mm -hmm. from the past and I just am encouraged by what you are are going through, but also what the Lord's personifying in, mm-hmm. in your life. And it's just like, I would say the sky's the limit for you. It's much easier to see somebody else's <laughs> life than your own yes. and to be like, girl, are you kidding me? Why yeah. do you even like worry whatever? And I know people will say the same to me and, and the worries that I have. So I, I'm just like super thankful that you came on the show to share this story. Um, I'm yeah. Dang, I could that go was very on. kind of you. Thank, thank you. you. I could go on. I could preach a sermon. I know you could too. And <laughs> sorry, but we're gonna get to that. Um, we're gonna get to like four or five rapid fire questions okay. before I get to write it down. Okay, so first one, Eb, shower at night or shower in the morning? At night. Praise God, I yes. can't go to bed dirty. No, I and don't... also, how can you wake up and do something <laughs> in the morning? to your body? That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no. Okay. Good. Um, Coldplay or Ben Howard? Can I say neither? You don't like them? They're just not my favorites. What do you Sorry, play? In, what do you play in your um, shop? Every whoever's working gets to pick the music. So okay. sometimes it's um, like we have one of my baristas made a playlist that says your mom's favorite music, and it's like eighties, nineties, seventies, and fine. literally everybody loves it. So you're it, not playing so. Coldplay or Ben Howard in your shop? Sometimes they do. It's yeah. their choice. It's, okay, they gotta I, enjoy their life there. I like that. I like that. Um, if you could be one piece of fruit, what would it be and why? Oh, my. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think a dragon fruit. Wow. A red dragon fruit. Spunky. Because it on the outside, it looks very scary and strange, but also beautiful. Um, and not that I look scary and strange, but <laughs> no, you don't. I just you're beautiful. I just think it's interesting. And then on the inside, when you cut it open, it is incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. And just the color of it and the intricacy Rich. of it, and it's just so beautifully crafted. And I'm like God, just he yeah. just did this thing. Yeah. Like oh, I love that man. That was deep. I was like <laughs> uh, banana because I put them in my smoothies. <laughs> um, if you could have one influential person walk through your shop doors, who would it be oh, and why? Oh my God. This isn't really rapid fire. Like these are like actually like got to deep think a little bit. <sighs> they have to be alive currently or dead? no dead okay. or alive. Let's okay. do that. Um, oh my god! Like they walk through your doors and you get to serve them coffee and popsicles. Well, my very spiritual answer would be Jesus because I just think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think Mother Teresa. She has really fascinated me. And I would just love to sit down and over a cup of coffee, just get to listen to her. Yeah, pick her brain. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Okay, last one. Gold or Beyonce. F- oh, so sorry. You're like, <laughs> you went all spiritual. You went Jesus, and then you went to Mother Teresa, then you skipped a few and went just, to Beyonce. Because yeah. to be in Honestly. her presence, I mean, yeah. hello. The queen. Yes. Queen B. Um, okay, last one. Goldfish or Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. Okay, I don't like either, so I don't... <laughs> Well, I was like always the the daycare or church snack uh-huh. was like goldfish and animal crackers. Yeah. And I 
never liked. I just like cheese. It's way more. Yeah. Okay. I understand mm-hmm. that. It's that baked cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dairy. Yeah. Delish. <laughs> Love. Okay. So we are getting to that point of the show where we offer the audience a little nugget of encouragement or wisdom, which you've had threaded throughout this entire episode. But Elizabeth Feigley, what is your write it down? My write it down is to persevere through. Uh, Because I think what is on the other side is worth walking through the worst of the worst. Ooh, write it down. Elizabeth Feigley, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.